0: First of all, Merry Christmas. For those of you who are parishioners, happy Paternal Feast Day, where we celebrate the Prince of Peace today. For those who of are, you who are visitors, welcome. I'm also a visitor. My parents have been parishioners here for the past couple of years, and I'm a PhD student in theology at the University of Notre Dame in Indiana, and I'm visiting my parents. And Father Smith graciously allowed me to celebrate this mass this morning with you. As we celebrate this Christmas, which is unusually cold, I thought yesterday of a poem by the Jesuit martyr and poet, Robert Souttle. He was perhaps a cousin of William Shakespeare and definitely influenced him. And of course he was in England during the Reformation where it was illegal to be a priest And he wrote his poetry to encourage those Catholics whose religion was now illegal. He has a a poem called The Burning Babe. And in that poem, the poet has this vision of the infant Jesus in the forest, in the cold of winter, who's burning and weeping on fire with the love of his heart. And this infant Jesus weeps and says that none approach to warm their hearts or feel the fire of that burning love of his heart, that burning love of the infant Christ child. Today in 2022, we come on this cold December morning to do just that. But Christmas is not merely the recollection, the remembrance of our Lord's birth in Bethlehem over 2000 years ago. It is as our English word for this festival says, Christ's mass, the mass of Christ, the whole Christ. We celebrate our savior, the word made flesh who dwelt among us and gives us as the son of God and the son of Mary, As John Gospel says, the power to become children of God. Now we have this beautiful nativity over here, and it's very easy to remember and recall that event. But I think it's good to also remind ourselves of that greater reality, that more invisible reality that makes possible that visible incarnation of Jesus. Indeed, John's Gospel summarizes for us who this Jesus is. He is not merely a teacher, not merely a prophet, not merely a really good person, but the Word of God made human. Neither is he some sort of superhuman superhero, nor is he a creature temporarily inhabited by a God, as was common in Greek mythology, but he is the one Jesus Christ, fully human and fully divine. In the beginning, John begins. We recognize the echo of the account of creation in the book of Genesis. But here speaks, John speaks not of the beginning of creation, but he goes even farther to the widest view imaginable indeed beyond our imagination, for God has revealed it. John takes us to the origin, to the heart of everything. In the beginning was the Word, who is with God and in God and is God. The Word who John tells us is the Son, who does not merely sit at the Father's side, as our English translation puts it, but more accurately, the Son who is in the bosom, in the heart of the Father. This word is that same word through which all things came to be, as John says. The word that in the letter to the Hebrews, we hear that is the Son through whom God created the universe and by which he sustains all things. He is the word through which we are made, each one of us. It is he who sustains each one of us and everything in existence. Without him, we could do nothing. We could be nothing. We would simply cease to exist. To forget this is in some sense to repeat the sin of the original sin of Adam and Eve It is to forget that we are creatures, created by God. And humans like to make of ourselves gods, little gods. We like to use creation, to use other human beings, to use even ourselves, all of these through destructive means usually, to elevate ourselves under the deluded notion that we can control, govern, and exercise power over everything as if we were God. It is to eliminate this darkness, this lie that comes to infect creation, that the creator comes to be one of his creatures. It is within the darkness of night that God makes his initial foray, his secret invasion into the realm of sin. He comes as that light of the world that dispels the darkness. The darkness has not come overcome the divine light. In fact, darkness cannot overcome the divine light. In fact, it is the divine light who grasps and strangles that darkness on the cross and in the resurrection. But John says he came to what was his own but his own did not accept him. As the creator, he comes to his creatures, and yes, we can reject him. The birth of Jesus in the darkness of the night amid the animals, because of no room at the inn, is only a foretaste of that rejection of Jesus that culminates on the cross. And yet, even here, even if he had been rejected by everyone else, even if darkness seems to prevail today, whether it's in the world, in some aspect, some human element of our church, we look at the stable at Bethlehem. and We find his mother, Mary, accompanied silently by Joseph. Mary, who will become the mother of the church. From the womb of the Father before the beginning of time, this word is sent by the Father and welcomed by the Virgin Mary into her own heart, into her own womb. He is born in Bethlehem and laid in a feeding trough for animals. Sent from the heart of the Father, he is kept alive by the heart of Mary. Present here and now, he is here at this Mass in the manger that is the tabernacle, and soon on the manger that is the altar. He comes to rest in our hearts through the Eucharist. And so he comes even now giving himself in order to be received by us, to illuminate our hearts, our minds, to dispel whatever darkness we may have within us, despite our own preparations going to confession, examinations. He comes that we might receive that light, that life, that love that he is, so that here and now we might become light, life, and love within the dark, dead, coldness of our world, participating in his very divinity. that we might become children of God, co-heirs with him. Children of God, not by nature as he is, but by grace. And so he gives himself to us, but we too, creatures with free will, must also receive him, accept him, and allow him to make his dwelling among us. He comes to us so that we might receive from him who is the fullness of grace and truth. Grace upon grace upon grace. So it is in Jesus the Christ, born of the Virgin Mary, that God reveals himself to us. He reveals to us what we as human beings ought to be as well. In Jesus Christ, as our readings say, God reveals in himself that he is the Word, the one who creates and sustains all things in his Son, who is the image of the Father. We do not live in a universe of meaningless chaos and ultimate nothingness, as many like to propose. But what we celebrate this morning is that we live in the creation of the Triune God, who is intelligent who is love, who is a person, three persons actually, who together are a communion of love. And so let us not allow that darkness and emptiness that we find in the world to overcome us. It has always been present since the beginning of original sin, but we can't let it to draw us into its sinful illusions in those moments where we find ourselves possibly being consumed by that darkness, we must remember that even in a world that seems to be hurtling toward a season in which it may be always winter and never Christmas, that we can and always can draw near to that pretty babe all burning bright that St. Robert Souther wrote about. Let us recall as we approach this altar at Holy Communion, that we approach the newborn infant as he was in Bethlehem, just as he was on the cross, and as he was in the beginning, and is now, and ever shall be, the word who creates us, sustains us, and who has redeemed us. He has claimed us for his own and desires to save us. So let us approach him to warm our hearts and feel his fire. That we might recognize in him God made visible and allow ourselves to be caught up through him into that divine love that has called us into being, given himself for us and to us. He calls us back to be with him in the heart of the Father. And just as he has given himself to us, Let us pray this morning that we might receive the grace necessary to respond to this call that he gives to us by giving our own selves to him in return. As that same martyr prayed, God is my gift, himself he freely gave me. God's gift am I and none but God shall have me.